what's up everybody this is your boy big norm and this is the everyday norm podcast let's get it started All right, we're here to talk about today's topic, talking about wrestling. That's right, to all my wrestling fans, wrestling factions. Now, the music you hear in the background is none other than The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and the big dog, Roman Reigns. That's right. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this music up and this topic up, because I want to get your opinion. On who is the who has the greatest who is the greatest faction of all time in wrestling? Now we talk about factions. We're talking about some of the heavy hitters in professional wrestling, from the Four Horsemen, the NWO. Some people will consider Evolution in that topic. The Stud Stable, the first family of wrestling with Eddie Gilbert, Scott Steiner. I'm sorry, Rick Steiner and Sting. Uh, we talk about the, the 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 Midnight Express. We talk about so many different factions and tag teams. Now. I would probably I would say that most people will consider the Four Horsemen as the greatest faction stable of all of professional wrestling. And of course that conversation can be debated depending on what you personally prefer. Now, I grew up watching the Four Horsemen from its evolutionary stage all the way to its very last end, its very last member. And I remember when it started with J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard, Ole Anderson, and Ric Flair. And I saw how it picked up so much steam. And then later on in the uh, program, later on in the show, Lex Luger comes from Florida Championship Wrestling and says, I want to be a horseman. Now, over the years, the horsemen have gone. The horsemen have gone through several roster changes, including uh, Mondo McMichael, Barry Windham, Lex Luger, Sting himself, and Dean Malenko, even Chris Benoit, and of course the late great Brian Pillman. But if I'm going to go with the most dangerous or the biggest or the best faction that I have seen, I would have to go with right now. Me personally, I'm going with the Shield, and I'll tell you why. Before anybody gets upset, I know I got some diehard wrestling fans out there who are ready to come through their 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 outlet, their TV, their computer, what have you, and really let me have it. But let me explain to you why. I look at the Shield. Now, the Shield debuted in 2014 at the TLC pay per view WWE. They had a good two year run before the faction split. When Seth Rollins turned on his brothers Dean Ambrose and Seth and Roman Reigns for a solo uh, career with the Authority. Now, since that break, during that breakup, all three members of the Shield have gone on to have very successful championship careers. All three of them are now former world champions. All three of them are now former world tag team champions. All three of them are now former intercontinental and U.S. heavyweight champions. So they've had a very, very successful solo career. Roman Reigns, former three-time world champion. Dean Ambrose, former one-time world champion. Seth Rollins, formerly two-time world heavyweight champion. Now, all three members are currently on the Raw roster. Dean Ambrose is currently on injured reserve, but he is soon slated to return. We do not know when, but he is definitely returning. And the reason why I say The Shield, I look at The Shield 
and what they did in the short span that they had their hottest run and i look at you looking at about a two-year run when they were the biggest thing in wrestling probably becoming the most dominant faction in all of wwe now i look at the four horsemen the four horsemen were uh nice to see they were definitely competitive but they did not have the edge that they need when they originally started. You had Tully Blanchard, you had Arn Anderson, you had Ole Anderson, and you had Ric Flair. All of these are Hall of Famers in their own right. But the Four Horsemen did not get the edge that that one thing that would push them over to being a formidable and dangerous faction until they recruited Lex Luger. Now, Lex Luger provided the muscle that they need, the total package, Lex Luger. So they could run rush out on anyone, anywhere, anytime during those days, the NWA days, the WCCW, WCW days, back when NWA was practically worldwide and practically sanctioned every local and state wrestling show there was in the United States. But it wasn't until then when they gained the edge, they gained that ruthless edge. Now, if you want to talk about the most successful version of the Four Horsemen, that would be when you had Ric Flair, you had Barry Windham, you had Tully Blanchard, and you had Arn Anderson. The reason why I say that because at one point, all four members of the Four Horsemen were champions. Barry Windham, U.S. champion, Ric Flair, world heavyweight champion, Blanchard and Anderson, the world tag team champions, managed by one of the greatest managers in professional wrestling, J.J. Dillon. But I look at the shield and I see and I'm looking at the overall body of work. Now, what sets them apart is that the shield started with three members, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. The shield ended with three members. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. There were no revolving doors of members during the Shield run. The Four Horsemen had several, several members during the course of their iconic run in professional wrestling. The NWO started with three wrestlers, but soon turned into roughly half the roster of WCW. Even returning, even coming to the WWE, it recruited even more members, Shawn Michaels uh, to, be, uh, to be exact. So they had so many different members and different versions. Then you had the NWO Wolfpack led by Kevin Nash. So you had two different forms of the NWO with so many different rosters. It was very, at one point, it was hard to keep up with. But you look at the Shield and the overall body of work that they've done and what they were able to achieve in a short amount of time with just the same three members. Some of the most vicious attacks I've ever seen in professional wrestling, the triple powerbomb, the spear, the curve stomp, and of course, dirty deeds. Even when evolution or should i say the authority thought they had the shield under control they showed professional wrestling that they answered to no one and bowed to no one they set their own rules much like other factions but given the body of work and the path of devastation that the shield has laid out in front of them 
with just the same three members with no roster changes with consistency and you had your brain you had your brawn you had your muscle you had everything that you needed in those three individuals and at one point yes the shield were all champions dean ambrose u.s heavyweight champion while seth and roman held the tag team championships so they're no strangers to each other to each other they get along very well they know each other and they refer to themselves as brothers the shield in my opinion are the most dangerous group of men i've ever seen in professional wrestling whether they are together for a little bit or they have split up it doesn't take much for them to kick back bring back old memories before you know it you see the shield all over again even in their solo careers so i would say that the shield gets my vote for the most dangerous wrestling faction that you have ever seen in your life we're talking about dean ambrose roman reigns and seth rollins now some of you may argue and that's fine but this is my opinion this is your boy big norm and this is the everyday norm